0: online on the website if you you know if you're saying man I love that and to me I'd like somebody to hear that or you have somebody you can download those those are free um, so what we've been talking about what things that God never said and trying to just blow away these cultural misbeliefs that many people run on in week one we discussed that it was not God's ultimate plan it's not his ultimate plan it's not top list that you be happy Okay, thank you so much, but God never said that. He does want you happy, but that's not his ultimate plan. That was week one, Uh, and last week we talked about God not giving us more than we could handle, and we talked about um, this because we always believe, oh, well, he won't give you more than you can handle. We know we need him, so we have to have him to handle it. Does that make sense? The Bible says we read in that where we won't be tempted past what we can handle, but we have to have God to really be successful, so we talked last week what happens when we let our you know things just blow up and we get inside and and it just seems like whoo impressive huh so that was last week all right next week is our week we're going to talk about it, that it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere <laughs> I don't even really need to go with that, but God never said that God never said that we didn't need him We found out we need him we we we, life gives you more than you can handle and we need God to to do that So today we're going to look at something that's still dangerous and and uh, brings serious consequences like our video It says this it says uh, It doesn't matter what you do and this is what the guy said and i'm just as long as nobody gets hurt So since this message is kind of heavy in a sense and and I thought we'd start out with a little bit of fun I want you to look to the person to your left Look to the person to your right. Look at the person behind you in front of you. On the count of three, I want you to point who you think is the biggest sinner. One, two, three, go. I'm sorry. <laughs> you see, in culture today, that's a big no no. You know, we, we don't do that uh, because again that's judging and we don't do that, and it's unacceptable to say anybody else is doing anything wrong. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. It doesn't matter what you do as long as nobody gets hurt. God never said that. So during the time Jesus walked on earth, during the time that God was alive, walking in the flesh on work on the earth, what was the biggest cultural value back then? And let me just, you know, think about this. Uh, how about an eye for an eye? You got, I mean, if you if you stole something, you know, I mean. They're like going to cut off your hand or or whatever. I mean, it was just it was justice. They were like, you know, boom, you. They, they were on everything, so it was. Uh, justice, let's just say that justice was big back then. If you ask the same question today, what is the biggest cultural value today? It's going to clear the other side of the spectrum. How many would agree that today is tolerance? We just have to tolerate everything. Everybody can be anything and do anything, and we just have to say, okay. But tolerance, that particular, that has changed over the last decade or so. Even the definitions, they've changed some of that. It used to mean all people have equal value. I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. God loves everybody the same. How many knows that? I mean, he's no respecter of persons. I'm okay with that. Now it's kind of morphed into this. All ideas and behavior have equal value now we're getting into something that's a little different so it's changed and but it's wrong and, and unacceptable to ever say that behavior is wrong and that it's sinful you know this is right this is wrong we're not allowed to do that anymore and and you know this is memorial day and i understand and people died for our freedom but somehow the lines are getting crossed things are happening we've watered down culturally and sanitized what would otherwise be sinful terms or Or giving them more acceptable phrases just to help us feel better because we don't want to hurt anybody. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to make, and I I, I understand Paul says be all things to all people. I understand, but I'm saying I think our line should just be let's not us draw the plumb line. Let's let God do it. Let's look at the word of God and say that is the line. That is the table that we judge right and wrong with. We're not judging you. We're just saying this is what he says. So you determine where you stand on that line. I'll determine where I stand and let's let God be the judge. But we've watered things down. We've changed things. Here's some examples. Instead of saying, you know, if someone continually lies, you're a liar. We might say they're stretching things a bit. He's not a liar. He's just a professional fabricator. (laughs) It doesn't matter what you do as long as nobody gets hurt. If your child's acting up and misbehaving. We'll say, "Oh, he's just tired. He's grouchy. He just needs a nappy. No, he needs a slappy." (laughs) Well, you need to understand that uh, that sin does have very real consequences. It it does matter what you do. And I'm when I'm preaching this, I just want you to know, I'm not standing up here saying. I am holier than thou and all that. I mean, I'm in school just like you are and God teaches me and, and uh, you know, there are consequences for what everybody does. And so God is, is helping me as like he is helping you. So we're going to look a little bit closer at why people believe it doesn't matter what they do as long as nobody gets hurt. So there's three points today and here's number one. I'm going to tell you the points. If you're taking notes, I'll slow down so that you can, you can write those down. Here's number one. I'm not a bad person. I'm not a bad person. So one of the misbeliefs of it doesn't matter what you do as long as nobody gets hurt because I'm, I'm not a bad person. I'm I'm good for the most part. I'm good. I, I you know, I don't try to do anything bad per se. I'm I'm not a bad person. I mean, I do go to church on Sunday and I I do put something in the bucket every once in a while. And I, you know, I do help an old lady across the street. And once I even gave my friend half my sandwich. And so I'm a good person. First John 1 8 says this, if we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. We need to understand that we need God and that everybody has sinned, but we have a tendency to compare ourselves with other people and then come to the conclusion, well, we're not as bad as they are. I had somebody ask me, hey, if you had Mike Tyson and. And Mother Teresa in the room, how do you think that would compare? As a boxer or what? (laughs) I'm not sure, you know, Mother Teresa, she might be able to take him, you know, I don't know. But what I'm saying is we have a tendency, don't we want to compare ourselves with, I'm okay, we'll justify something by saying I'm okay because, after all, I'm not like so-and-so. I'm not like the guy that's in prison for this. I don't do anything like that. So it's not really bad. So I'm not such a bad person. But the problem is we're not to do that. God says we're not to really, we're not to compare like that. And if we were comparing to God, perfect, none of us would measure up. None of us would measure up. Even Mother Teresa. No, Nobody would measure up to a perfect God. Let me ask you a few questions. I've, you know, got this kind of information. If you've ever watched Kirk Cameron, who's done anything, you know, have you, uh, you know, do you believe in God? Most people say, well, I believe in God or I believe in a God. Some people will, will, will be an atheist and say no. But, you know, if he's witnessing to someone, he'll say, you believe in the Ten Commandments? Oh, sure. You believe we should keep those? Oh, yeah. He'll say, have you ever told a lie? Ever. Be quiet like it is now. And people, uh, well, Yeah, so if let me just ask you this question. Have you ever told a lie? Just raise your hand If the person beside you doesn't have their hand up go liar liar pants on fire We say that when we were kids how many used to say that? Yeah, see, all right Yeah, how many have ever stolen something? Confession is good for the soul sweetheart candy. Take me (laughs) <laughs> that's classic you know where the h&r block building is on center street up the street you know where that's at when i was a kid that used to be a pharmacy how many remember that there was a little store in there i went in there as a kid and i on greeting cards you know they have those little diamonds and stuff they glue on there i took some of those <laughs> i did I, I i took them off with my fingernail and i watched you know i'm and i went home and my mom would find all kinds of things in my pockets. Sometimes she'd find lizards, sometimes worms, frogs, <laughs> candy. She found those little those little jewel things and she goes, Hey Brett, what's these? So I told her, Well, I got those off the greeting cards. You know what my mom did? She marched me right back to that store. I had to go up to the person working. And say, tell her what you've done. I don't want to tell her what I've done. Tell her what you've done. I don't want to tell her. Tell her what y- I'll tell her what I've done. <laughs> I was about to get the slappy version of the nappy thing, so I had to tell them I I took these off the cards. I, I I mean I didn't take the cards, but I knew what I was doing. You know what she made me do? She made me pay for those. She made me try to find the cards and pay for them. And the the the, the people were very kind and you know they didn't turn me into the police i have no record (laughs) he's a jewel thief (laughs) but i'll tell you what i never did it again ever because i learned something so you know i could tell you this you know so how many and i said how many stole some people like oh yeah i've done that so welcome to tlc where we help you feel better about yourself (laughs) i'm a liar and a thief what'd you learn in church today it was terrible Look at Romans 310. This is what the scripture, as the scriptures say, no one is righteous, not even one. We need to understand that, that God is looking for people that will hold up his standard. Point number two this morning. God understands my situation, so I don't have to change. Here's another misbelief that goes with it doesn't matter what you do as long as nobody gets hurt. God understands my situation, so I don't have to change. Don't judge me because I'm doing no worse than what you're doing or I'm doing and this person does worse or or you don't know what I've been through and you don't know. Can I just let's just cut through the crud. Wrong is wrong. And no matter how we want to label, if I if I brought a skunk in here and tried to tell you it was a zebra. It's black and white, but she stank. There's not going to be any way I can really make that work, am I? So what I'm telling you is sin is, is sin. You can try to dress it up. You can try to cover it up. You can try to do a lot of things, but wrong is wrong. And we can go by that misbelief. Well, God understands. So I don't have to change. We've had people that have told me that, you know, and and please, no, I love you. But if you're living with someone, it's wrong. It's not biblically right. We love you. God loves you. We just need you to change that. You need you to change that more than I need you to change that. You need to be married. That's how that works. Listen, how quiet that is. Preacher, you're not supposed to say that. I'm sorry, but not really. I love you. Listen, God understands because he loves you, but he doesn't make allowances. Sin is, is still wrong. Sin separates us from God. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through, through Christ Jesus, our Lord. So sin, little, big, separates us from God. Isn't that not true? See, this is what's tough because this is what makes us heavy. I, as we look at uh, what I have today is just a chessboard. How many have ever played chess? I've played chess. Uh, I don't play it that much anymore. But uh, the reason I got the chess board up is God gave me the idea because it does matter what you do. Our misbelief is it doesn't matter what I do as long as nobody gets hurt. The, do you know that every piece that is moved on this board affects every other piece on this board? Does that make sense? If I don't move, it affects the other side, the opponent. If I move. It affects the opponent, and it affects the team. If I don't, it affects the team I have. And so everything does matter. And see, we want to think that it doesn't. But we need to understand, again, God is our plumb line. I don't want to lose you from the the last whammy I just said about living together or being married. So come back to me and listen to me. We, We just make adjustments according to the word of God. I could tell you this. You know, we know sin separates us, but we also know there's. Uh, sin doesn't always seem to be the s- the same. If you drive a car, sometimes in traffic, sometimes that'll get the best of you. Heavy traffic situ- situations. Somebody comes and cuts you off accidentally. Sometimes on purpose. Shoots you the finger. Is much different than if he shoots you with a gun. Both are wrong, but there's different consequences you understand what I'm saying? Neither one of those are right, but there's different consequences. So I can move chess pieces and I can put people in check. And there's checkmate. There's ways that you can't get out of things. There's ways that, you know, you've got to make an adjustment. You've got to make a change. So how we live influences at least a couple things that I put down. Consequences on earth. If we're a blessing to others. There's a good chance they'll start blessing other people. How many have ever been in line and somebody paid for your food? And then what do you want? You want to do it too. You want to pay it forward. That's how that works. It's just like, wow, that's great. You know, if I go to Aldi and the other day I got a cart and and somebody had just left it there quarter intact and it wasn't hooked up. And I'm like, yeah, okay, when it's time for me to leave the cart, I could say I got myself another quarter, got myself another quarter. But you know what because somebody left it for me, I'm going to leave it for somebody else So i'm paying it forward. So those those can be good. They can work the other way It can work on either side So, uh, you know, we we have to understand there's a way that we live our life If we're a blessing, we're going to be a blessing Let me make it even a little plainer. Let's just say have you ever overeaten at a meal? Don't raise your hand. I already know i've done it too. So You know gluttony is a sin, but if you've overeaten at a meal You could still lead a small group But if you're a murderer, you're not leading a small group You know what I'm saying? Both are both are wrong, but Consequences are different I believe that god is saying he is trying to call his people unto him and there's going to be some changes that you're going to Have to figure out Because if you haven't noticed jesus is coming soon and pretty soon you're going to be in a state where checkmate is going to happen and you don't want to be in that position where you you now there's nothing you can do there's nothing you can do to move to change god is giving us time now to get this right The reason, I, you know, I even said what I said in the beginning, because I, I know people personally, that are just like, it doesn't matter. God understands me, so I can live this way because he understands me. I'm sorry, that doesn't float. I mean, you can believe that it does, and I can't do anything about that. But when checkmate happens, you're going to start asking yourself, why? It doesn't matter what you do as long as you don't hurt anyone run forest run You got to run from that God never said that what we do matters on earth and it matters in eternity Because the second influence is It's how we get rewarded in heaven seriously how you Handle what god has given you here is going to help understand what you're going to do when we we serve with jesus for eternity He's going to start putting you in charge of things and he wants this. This is training Our third point For this morning And some of you today are you may be using this one It's tied closely with number two since I've already done it, I might as well just keep on doing it. Since I've already done it, I might as well just keep on doing it. Well, I did drugs once, so I might as well just keep on. Oh, well, I'm not a virgin anymore, so what really makes the difference? I already looked at something I shouldn't have, and so, hey, I've already done it once, I might as well do it again. Paul answers that for us. Romans 6 1 says this well then should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace of course not since we have died to sin how can we continue to live in it now if you look behind me shall what shall we say then shall we continue to sin that grace may abound I'm reading you the new living translation so this is what he's saying should we just keep doing it so we can just say God can I just have more grace have more grace pretty soon my friend this becomes a heart issue This becomes something that well, it's not about grace anymore and paul's saying certainly not no We have the power of christ to say no to sin And this is the problem that we we, we just don't apply what we have Remember last week we have a reason to fight I can do all things Through christ who strengthens me. We have a reason through jesus. We don't have to say yes to sin We can say no to sin Now i'm not talking from someone that's never sinned. I'm just telling you we all have to say no to sin But this principle has changed not just my life, but it'll change your life Why would we go back to death disease and bondage? when we can have life and freedom and liberty in christ jesus because if we stay in the sin it separates us from god it 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 makes us so we can't hear what god is trying to say it cuts our blessings it blocks things off for us but it won't just hurt you you have the potential then to hurt everybody in the sphere of your chessboard everyone that's in the spirit, if you choose to say, you know what, I, I I'm gonna pick this sin over, over over freedom with God, then you are saying, You can come on in, enemy. You can position and you can checkmate me then. Because that's what he's doing. He's moving into position. That's what he's looking for, yielding. But God has a destiny for you, and it ain't that. I've heard this from time to time. Well, Brad, I just, I want some real meat. I, I'm i a mature believer, and I need to go deeper. But somebody tell us that in the first church we senior pastored. I, I'm, I'm a senior believer. I'm a mature believer. I need the meat of the word. I don't need any milk. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it twice. It's not how much we know. It's how much we obey. It's not how much we know but how much we obey spiritual maturity isn't just having more knowledge it's having more fruit and if kim and i could say anything part of what we are have figured out is god i I don't want to do something that doesn't produce fruit we need more fruit and if we're not getting any that's what we want then god what are we doing wrong so that we can get more fruit because fruit don't lie my friend People can say, well, you know what? I tried that one. Okay, show me the fruit. That's how you know. Man, this is working. Why? Because they got some fruit. You see, letting the Holy Spirit live through you. If we love Jesus, we'll obey him. God wants us to live out loud. He wants us to live for him. The problem is, A lot of believers, or most Christians, well, I can't say most, but there's a lot of believers that live today in our culture, and we're educated way beyond our level of obedience. You know them. Sometimes it's ourselves. We know what's right. We just don't do it. See, most of us don't need to know more. We need to apply what we already know. Sometimes we're like, God, I want this, God, I want this, God, I want this. And God, he's quiet, Brett, he's quiet. You know why he's quiet? Because he's already told you. You ever tell your kids something? I want you to clean your room. And they go, I, I want to go do this. I want you to clean your room. Before you do anything else for me, before I'm even gonna, we're not even going to deal with this until you get your room clean. And they come back. When our kids were little, we did that thing where, you just don't answer to them, because you said w- one time now Mal. Mal was w- little, uh, real little, and and we had to. It was one of the hardest things I remember doing. We never now for us. I'm just telling you us. We you know if the kids were sick or or something or need you know something, then we would hold them. We'd let them you know come in our our bedroom and but we always took them back to their bed when they fell asleep or or whatever. Uh, but this particular, she was she was little and we were trying to get her to, it's time for you to go to bed. So we were trying to set a bedtime. Any parents can relate to setting a bedtime. And Mal did not want a bedtime. We we went and stayed with some friends in Tennessee and they said, we just said, Mal, it's time for bed. And she was like, okay. And she went and got her pajamas on and was gonna brush her teeth. and And they looked at us like, like Daffy Duck looks at, you know, uh, Bugs Bunny and Wabbit season, duck season. You know, how did you do that? I'm like, how do we do what? She just goes to bed? Yep. How? Well, we establish that time. We go in. We pray with her. We hold it. It's time to go to bed. And this work. Because their their boy, they couldn't go to bed till he was tired. And this is what they said. Some days he doesn't get tired till 2 in the morning. We're exhausted. I'm like, dear Jesus. I mean, duct tape and Benadryl. Put that boy in. in <laughs> yeah. No, we didn't do duct tape and Benadryl. Rubber mouth. Mal- no, we didn't do that either. Anyway, we put Mal down for bed, and, and we didn't shut the door. You know, she had a little nightlight, and we put the gate, you know, those wonderful gates, and we, we said, okay, you go to bed. So she'd be back there and she's screaming, I don't want to go to bed. Ah! Daddy, Daddy. You know, and we, we were like going out of our gourd. Like, what do we do? Oh, me? We, Mallory Brooke, you get in that bed and you be quiet. I don't want to hear another word from you. You're going, I don't want to go to bed. Ah! So we, uh, we were asking our, our pastor, we were like, we, what do we do? He said, don't give into it. If you give into it, you will be doing that every night as long as you both shall live. so we said no we are not and we said mommy and daddy right out in the other room we are not coming back young lady you will stay in that bed you're not coming out you're not staying up you'll stay bed. an hour and 45 minutes she screamed she yelled and then after a while this is what we said now this i'm getting back to my point we are not even answering you okay we love you we're not going anywhere we are right out here but we are not even going to recognize that kind of behavior and this is what she's doing. Daddy, you come back here and spank me. <laughs> you, you know your child's desperate when they're like a little to the left. <laughs> she wants us to come back and spank. Him. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm out in the living room with Kim and I'm like, oh, and I'm crying. I'm like, I just want to go back and hold. She's, you know, her voice is, <laughs> you know, she's doing all that. And, and she can't, now her voice is all getting wore out. You can hear it, you know. Oh, well, Daddy. She's laying on there. <laughs> My daddy. <laughs> After an hour and forty-five minutes of me and Tim enduring, and we're we're holding each other's hand, we're both like, no, you go back. No, I'm, we're not going back. And an hour and forty-five minutes, our little girl is collapsed in her bed asleep. And you're like, you are so mean. No, I'm not. Because you know what? She never, ever did it again. Ever. It was time for bed, and she'd look at me, and we're just like, okay. So the guy wanted to know how we did it. It didn't come without a price tag, but we did it, me and Kim, together, you know. Wonder powers unite. But you see, it's time for us to make up our minds and, and let God transform us to never go back. Never go back. Folks, there's stuff that I, am, I never will go back to. Because there's no more rationalizing. There's no more justifying. Shall we go on sinning? Paul says, no. No. Some of the most miserable people alive today are not non-believers. They're Christians. They're Christians. Because they know what's right, and they won't do it. And they continue to live in bondage, and they know it, and it just eats at them. They know freedom is available, but they... They continually just they want to believe that lie god understands my situation so he knows let me tell you something you know what god wants to to just obey him and, and your situation will change oh that was worth all the price of china right there if you obey god your situation will change Quit waiting on your situation to change for you to obey you got to put it the other way around. you got to say, you know what, God, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what, you are my God, I love you, I have a fear of you, and if I serve you, you can put my life in order. That's what you have to do. The closer we walk with Jesus, the brighter the light shines on things. We need to let go and and let God, as that phrase says. God, I have to let go of that because I want you more. You might be saying, well, what I'm doing is not necessarily bad. I'm just saying this. It might not be bad. There might be things you're doing that are fine. But, you know, God has you in different seasons. If what you're doing is hindering your walk with him, let it go. If it's not letting you get closer, let it go. If it's not helping you to find him better and walk deeper, let it go. I've never arrived. I'll always need Jesus. I have to confess my faults to him just like you do. I love him. We'll never outgrow our need for him. I don't want to do anything to displease him. I have a healthy fear of the Lord, and I want that to stay there. I don't want to ever disqualify myself. I have in me what you have in you. And if you don't have it today, in just a minute or two, I'm going to give you the chance to have it. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me and lives in you. I'm more than a conqueror. I am the head, not the tail. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Remember this, light uncovers darkness. The closer I walk in the light, the more I can see where to walk. The closer I walk with God, the clearer my path comes. Some of of you this morning are feeling convicted. Listen to me. Sin grows best in the dark. Confession brings it in the light. I want you not to just feel convicted, but I want you to feel loved. I want you to know that there's help. The enemy is saying, it's no big deal, it's no big deal. The price tag is hefty, it is a big deal. If you're a Christian, it's going to cost you intimacy with God your heart will start getting hard by your own choice sin will separate you spiritual maturity is being sensitive to god so when you do something wrong it's immediately i mean when you get sensitive you just start saying god i'm sorry i, I i'm sorry forgive me i won't do that again good news this morning jesus is a friend to sinners so if you see yourself as a sinner guess what you're going to see you need a savior First Corinthians 10, 13, we're going to wind this thing up here. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you're tempted, he'll show you a way out so that you can endure. And that was our scripture from last week. But it's so important in what we are about to, to say. So if you're feeling trapped, if you're like, you don't even know, Brett. I don't know how long you've been there. If you're saying, I can't overcome it. I've tried and tried. Here's your way out you see God we just read God will give you a way out the way out is Jesus Christ that's your way out that is the way the truth and the life that is that is how we make it it is through Jesus Christ Jesus is the way. Step into his grace, step out of bondage, step into his power, step out of snares, step into life worth living, step into living out loud. I'm telling you, some of you need to just be like, ba-bam, I'm stepping out. I'm telling you, isn't it time that you got happy again? Isn't it time that you said, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this bondage. I'm tired of secret sin. I'm I'm sick of it. Be free of it. Jesus is your way out. Quit believing the lie. It doesn't matter what you do. My friend, you could level the board with what you do. It matters. Our last scripture and we're done this is your time today this is your time today is your day today memorial day is freedom day first john 1 9 if we confess our sins to him if we confess our sins you hear that if you got to confess it you you got to confess it to jesus you got to get rid of it if we confess our sins to him he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins And here's the cool part. Not only forgiveness, but cleanse us from all wickedness. Would you bow your head and close your eyes, please? Hallelujah. Perhaps this morning you're saying, "Bread, I'm telling you. This is tough for me. I'm sure it is. But Think about freedom. Think about how free and how good that would feel. Think about saying, you know, not to look at your past, but it can't be past unless you put it behind you. What future do you have? What bright future do you have? With your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you just need Jesus, he's your way out. You've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Or, or you want to recommit your life to him and say, you know what, I, I, I need him so strong in my life. I need his way out. If that's you, I just want you to put your hand up and we're going to pray. Yes. Anybody else? With your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Now listen, I'm not trying to embarrass you and I, I, I really do not want to. But because of the nature of this message. If you're worried about what people think. I want you just to put that aside. Because I'm not asking you to confess whatever it is you're going to give to God. That's, that's You you can tell God that. You confess to him he's going to wash you clean. But if you're saying there's some stuff that I'm giving to the Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't want anybody looking around. And this is your day. You've decided jesus is my way out i am going to apply the covenant i have with him for once and for all i'm walking out of this thing i want freedom if that's you i just want you to put your hand up yes 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 yep yep i see it anybody else come on today is your day you you are you came for this that's why you're here You know your heart is about beating out of his chest. Don't let this pass. If that's you, put your hand up. Yes. Let's say this prayer. Say it, and let's mean it. Don't say it as a religious exercise. Just say it from your heart. Say, dear Jesus, I give this issue to you, and you tell him what the issue is. Right now, I need your way. I accept you and your way. I apply your ways. Forgive me. Clean me from it. I break every bondage of it. In the name of Jesus, I claim freedom. And I will obey God and not look back. In Jesus' name, say amen to this. I want everybody to look at me now here's the thing if you believe that it's happened it's happened you might need to tell someone now i know you've told god but you know, you might need to say i don't know how much detail maybe it's a spouse i don't know um you know a, a best friend I, I don't know you might just say hey listen god got me free and you might uh, it's up to you you listen to the lord on that whether you tell them or whether but i that's between you but i want you to understand something obedience is the key to following god how many heard that because just if you think now that's broken but if you think it's not going to try to come back don't fool yourself you're going to have to make that walk firm does that make sense you're going to say nope i'm i'm serving god done serving god no not doing no done and then you'll get fruit from that and the more times that you are able to stand and you say and you follow it's just amazing the more freedom that comes okay now i need everybody smile six or seven of you are smiling i can't see the rest of you (laughs) It's going to be good. This is a great day. This Memorial Weekend, you got something to celebrate. Let's take 10 seconds. Give God a big hallelujah, okay? Hallelujah!